Hey there, it's Alex. Welcome to the next podcast. So this week I've been thinking a lot about the question, what if there's a way to say when someone triggers us, what if there's a way to say thank you? So I've been having this come up a lot in my own life, in my own experience, in my relationship with my fiance, my relationship with some of my friends. You know, the truth of the matter is, no matter how evolved we are, no matter how, quote unquote, on our way to enlightenment we are, no matter how woke we are, no matter how spiritual we are, at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is, is that things still trigger us. And I think sometimes we get caught up in this whole idea that like, oh my God, I shouldn't be triggered. I just, I shouldn't be triggered. Why, why can't I let these things go? Like, what's wrong with me? I'm supposed to be spiritual now. I shouldn't be getting triggered. And I actually think that that's a problematic thing for us to think that somehow we should be different and we should have it all figured out and solved because that's not really necessarily what it's about. I think for me, spirituality evolving into a better version of myself has been about just learning to catch things quicker, being willing to do the work, being willing to go back and say things like, I'm sorry, or that I'm going to own that. And so I think that sometimes we as spiritual people can punish ourselves when we say like, oh, I should do it differently or I should be differently because, oh my God, you know, I'm supposed to be a spiritual person. I mean, for me, like I'm, I'm in seminary right now, um, you know, in a year from now, I will have been ordained as an interfaith, interspiritual minister. And I know that that is important to me to like be who I want to be out in the world to sort of walk the walk and talk the talk. But I also know that I have to allow myself to be human and that I'm going to make mistakes and be flawed. And so I think it can be really detrimental to us to punish ourselves, like I said, for not being good enough, not being advanced enough. And so the question I kept asking myself was, seriously, what if there was a way to say thank you? And I don't know that there's a way to do it uh, for a lot of us. I don't know that you could do it right off the bat. Um, the work I've been doing as I've sat with this for the last couple of weeks is trying to do it in the 30 minutes after or the hour after or the next day, you know, I'm still having the moments come up where, Hey, the so-and-so, you know, they said this and that really triggered me and I'm aware of it. I'm like, Oh wow, that triggered me, you know, pretty quickly. But there's still that part of me that wants to react and wants to be frustrated. Like, man, why would you act like that? Why would you do that? I've been listening to this, the Brene Brown uh, vulnerability, uh, the power of vulnerability, and she tells some story about blaming people, uh, like that uh, someone at a party spills some red wine on a on white carpet. And the thing that she would do, she said, was to say, like, who who has white carpet and and literally has red wine and serves what red wine? And so I actually used that in my sermon, in my live sermon this week, and I'm repeating it in here because it's really been something that I've been sitting with a ton. Like, that's what I often do. And even, especially when I'm triggered, I'm looking for ways to blame people, to blame other situations, quote unquote, outside of me to say, oh, like, you did this. You caused this. It's your fault. And I think that that's a big, big Well, it's a big red flag for me when I'm catching myself saying that I, you know, so-and-so did this and it's like all their fault and they caused this. 
And so I'm really trying to be more aware of that. And so what I've been trying to do actually is be overly ridiculous about it, saying things like, oh, my God, who walks down the street? Who does that? Who parks a car in a driveway? And I'm actually like making a joke out of it and making it even more intense and more kind of ridiculous because I think that's something that's actually helping me to catch myself when I actually do it for real. So how can we say thank you? I guess that's the big question that I'm trying to ask for myself and that I'm asking of you guys. How can we say thank you when something triggers us? Because the reality of it is, is that when something triggers us, it's really just coming up for us to look at, probably for us to heal whatever it is inside of us that's making that bother us. It's just a reflection of something inside of us that's uneasy. So if, you know, say my brother triggered me because he was kind of guilt tripping me saying, yeah, you need to come and visit. And at first I wanted to get really reactionary and say like, you know, well, this isn't my fault. Like, why are you blaming me? You know? So I'm going to blame him in return and I'm getting triggered. Like I'm feeling myself on the phone. Like, Oh, I'm getting, this is really, this is pissing me off. I'm getting angry. I'm getting frustrated. And I'm, I'm observing these emotions rise up. But then instead of actually letting those emotions erupt and sort of volcano spew out onto the people around me and onto my brother and onto myself, I sort of just sat with that and just shifted into the space of, you know, I'll see what I can do. I can't make any promises. I appreciate that I hear you. I understand what you're saying. And then I was able to really discharge that volcano eruption that was really starting to build up, that was wanting to build up in me. And I think that's really great progress because, you know, for me, one of the things that's always been really easy to come out is anger. I've had to really work at and learn to let out other emotions to say, oh, wow, I was actually, I was really scared about that. Or I felt really sad about that. You know, my instinct, my family training, what I learned and how I operated for most of my experience was to just get angry and show frustration because that was what was allowed in my household. That's what kind of everyone did. Um, and that's what was safe. You know, speaking of vulnerability, you know, it wasn't safe for me to be vulnerable. It wasn't safe to show my feelings. More often than not, it would kind of have turned into like, you know, don't cry about it. Why don't you, you know, don't be a baby, get over it, those kinds of things. And so I think it's really important for us to learn how to actually identify what our feelings are go into them and feel them I'm definitely not saying don't feel them but to actually be able to observe them and to see what's happening like I did when I was like this the volcano is like it is coming up I'm angry I'm frustrated but as I observed them and looked at it then I was actually able able to not you know I wasn't stuffing my feelings down. I wasn't like ignoring them or like ashamed of them or any of those things that can also happen. Instead, I just was observing, whoa, I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling frustration. And in looking at it and in holding the space around it, it was able to be diffused. 
And then I was able to actually get underneath deeper feelings, which were, you know, I felt pretty sad. I did feel frustrated. That's true. But I also felt sadness. And so I think this is a good test for all of us to learn to try to find a way. And so the point of it is, is that I could say, maybe I could say to my brother, and maybe I can't, you know, we can't always necessarily say it out loud. I think that would be um, a lot of work. And I think some people might think we're being passive aggressive. If you're just like, thank you for triggering me. Uh, I could see a lot of people I know being like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, like, why would you say that? You know, and then they would get triggered and then it could cause an issue, um, which would be funny to see what happened with that, I guess. Let's, this is a whole nother podcast. Um, thank you for th- triggering me. No, thank you for triggering me. So anyways, if we could say it to ourselves, even if we could just acknowledge internally, like, wow, I appreciate that that got triggered in me because that brought up something that I actually really needed to look at that brought up something that needed healing in me. And that's where I think our potential for true growth is, is in sitting with those instances where we actually do something just a slight amount of difference than we did it before. It opens up so much potential, so much space for something different, for a new outcome, for new energy to flow, for all kinds of things, for us to just be seen even as different people. Because let's be honest, none of us is the same person that we were last week or the week before. We're not the same cells. We're not the same energy. And this is something I talk a lot about. I talk a lot about it with friends. I talk a lot about it in different sermons and different places that I speak. You know, we have to learn to not hold ourselves sort of over this fire of this is who you were. This is what you did to me. And like, I'm going to keep holding you accountable for it. Because that's why I think the triggers, you know, they they get worse because we're sort of perpetuating this cycle of abuse against ourselves because we're holding this against ourselves like, oh, well. They treated me like this last time, so they're certainly going. They're doing it right now. I could tell, and this is just like last time. And then we're feeling the pain of both the last time and this time. So, what are some ways that we can work on this? Well, I think it's just about really being aware of what your feelings are on a consistent basis, day to day, especially if you're an empath. Um, that can be really difficult because a lot of times you're in a place, you could be in a public place, you could be out to dinner with someone and all of a sudden you're feeling someone else's energy and their feelings. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I wasn't like sad. And now all of a sudden I'm really sad. So especially for empaths, it's really important that you take a daily inventory, take a tech. Sometimes it's hourly, depending on how many people you're coming into contact with. But take an inventory, know where you are at, know what your feelings are, know what's coming up for you. Know what your emotional level is at. Because that way, when all of a sudden you start to feel like that volcano like rushing up through you, you can stop and say, you can actually observe it and say like, oh, whoa, okay. Like all of a sudden I'm like instantly angry. And I think for me, I also have a lot of physical things that happen in my body, you know, the other night I got angry about something and I, I observed like as this happened, I was like, Whoa, I'm, I'm getting really frustrated about this. And then I simultaneously just observed how my body heated up 
like my body also felt like a volcano. It felt just like I was literally in this like hot flash of like heat. And I was able to pause in that also and say, whoa, like that anger, like it manifested in my body as actual physical heat, not just as the like the emotion. So I think the more in touch we get with ourselves, the more in touch we get with our bodies, with our emotions, like our whole self, the more of an opportunity we have to actually hold that space in the moments as it's happening and to not necessarily stop it always because you can't always stop it, but to observe it because I think that gives us the best opportunity to say, oh, I want, I want to be different here. Like I want, I want to do this differently. You know, I think for me, one of the biggest things in my spiritual journey has been that I wanted to do it differently than what was demonstrated to me as a child. Walking through a lot of the Christianity that I was part of as a child, I felt like I was really surrounded a lot of the time with hypocrites, like a lot of the time. And it was really difficult as I grew into my clairvoyant and empathic skills and all of that stuff because I intuited a lot of stuff that was going on under the skin, behind the scenes, on the down low, not so down low, that really was like contrary to what people were saying on the outside, to the words people were using. Even the action that people were taking was different. And one of the things that really, really became important for me as I set out on this journey of working with people in the spiritual capacity on one-on-one with clients, in groups with clients, at speaking engagements in churches, in spiritual centers, wherever, one of the things that's been really important to me is trying to be more mindful of my own hypocrisy and the ways in which I genuinely try to be my best self, the best version of me that I can be. And I fail, I fall down just like everyone else. But I know that that's like an important value to me. It's an important assessment that I try to take of myself on as frequent a basis as I can. I know it's something that I've asked my fiance to hold me accountable to. And trust me, it's hard when all of a sudden, you know, you've asked someone to be mindful of that and to hold you accountable. And man, when you get called out for that, when you get called out for being the hypocrite or you get called out for being, you know, not walking the walk and talking the talk, it's difficult. But this is important to me and this is important for me to really be mindful of that. And so I think similarly with that. If you're spending your time with yourself, internally with yourself, doing your your spiritual work, being aware of your feelings, aware of the emotions coming up, aware of, you know, the triggers. At the end of the day, this gives you more opportunity to continue your growth. And I think it helps you advance in even a more rapid way than you know, just constantly reading different spiritual things or going to a spiritual center or church or whatever. Like I think doing this internal work, I mean, don't get me wrong. All of those things are important too. Community is great. Community is such a necessity for all of us. 
But if we don't do the internal work, if we don't sit with ourselves, if we aren't willing to stop and put our phones down to turn off the TV for a moment, to sit with ourselves, to know where we truly are, then it's really hard for us to really take accountability and to be with ourselves in a way with other people where we're saying, wow, you know what? I screwed up. I could have handled this differently. Because I think when we're not doing that is when we're more likely to be in that blame game where we're yelling at someone else like, well, you're to blame for this. Why did you do that to me? Why did you cause me to do this? You know, that's been a big one in my relationship with my fiance over the years. There's so many times in our relationship when we've been working through things where it's been, you know, well, you were kind of a jerk to me. Well, I was a jerk to you because you treated me poorly. It's like one justifies the other, justifies the other. Like, where does that end? Where is the line drawn in the sand? I mean, to me, that can be a never-ending cycle of blame, of pushing it off on someone else. You take responsibility for this because I'm not going to take responsibility for myself or my own actions or my feelings or what I did, my behavior, whatever it is. So for me, I think that's what this whole title of this podcast has been. This whole question I've been asking myself, what are ways in which I can say thank you when someone triggers me? This is a whole new mindset. It's a whole new way of operating. Because if I can say, even just to myself, thanks for bringing that up inside me. Thanks for like triggering that anger and that frustration. Because I was actually able to look deep inside of me and see I was a scared little kid in that moment. I was a scared little kid who was thinking about the time when he was like seven and such and such happened. And wow, I I was a scared little kid in that moment when that happened. And that's what came up for me. And that's where the vulnerability comes in too. Then we're allowed to be vulnerable. We're allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. So I think that's what it is. You know, it's not like the people around me in my life didn't allow me to be vulnerable. I didn't allow myself to be vulnerable because I had so much shame around it. I thought that was weakness. How many of us think that? So yeah, I can't recommend enough on a side note. Listen to to Brene Brown. The Power of Vulnerability is amazing. It it will change your life um, because it's been changing mine. And I've been sitting with it for the last two weeks, just listening bit by bit, rewinding, pausing. And so that's what I want to talk about here on my podcast too is different methods and ideas that I've picked up along the way. I'm totally want to share the wisdom that I have. That's not only the innate wisdom that I've learned from, you know, my own spiritual experience and my own connection with spirit, but also from all the, you know, myriad books I've read, spiritual conferences or people I've attended classes I've attended workshops, whatever, you know, I want to help people to have an easier time at this because not that I think we all need, you know, shortcuts. I mean, I think we're all looking for that anyways, in some way or another, but I like to think that like, maybe I can share some of the wisdom that I have from the trauma I've gone through, from the pain and suffering that I've gone through, from the addiction I've gone through, from, you know, the kind of crazy evangelical out of evangelical into somewhat just different spirituality life I've lived 
you know, being queer, being trans, all of these things, they give me a perspective and not to mention the way in which that I am able to channel spirit and my empathic abilities and all of those things. So this is why I'm here and this is what I'm doing with my life, with the world, <laughs> is uh, out here trying to share my gifts, share my capacity to just bear witness to the potential of who we can be. And I can do that because I've done the work myself and am doing the work myself. And I'm walking the walk, talking the talk. And I want to encourage all of us to do that same thing. So I think that's where I want to leave you this week is asking yourself ways in which you can take a little more ownership, be a little more accountable for the things that come up inside of us. You know, when someone else is attacking us or someone else is yelling and screaming at us, when someone else is mad at us, it's really easy to take that personally and then to blame them and just, oh my God, they triggered the shit out of me and all the stuff. But in reality, like something's going on with them too. And that's about them. And they're working through something and they may not even know it. But we don't have to take everything personally. We don't have to be the ones who are just like, oh my God, this is all my fault and all me and I done it, I've done it all wrong. And I'm to blame because that's the opposite. That's the other bad side of that blame game is not only do we have the potential to blame other people and to attack other people like, oh, my God, you're to blame for my lot in life. But we do it to ourselves. We blame ourselves. Oh, my God, someone like cut me off in traffic and like flipped me off and screamed at me and like, oh, my God, like what what's wrong with me? Why did I deserve that? Like, I'm like, what the heck? And that's what happens. And we just all of a sudden we're blaming ourselves for the behaviors of other people. And it's all the same. It's all that same blame. And that's what doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve us one bit. In fact, it's a total detriment to us, to our well-being, to the well-being of everyone. It's like if we could all just for five minutes in this whole world just put down these blame like swords of like jabbing each other with, oh, you're to blame for this and you did this. And you caused this. I honestly think the whole world would just be quiet and in peace for five minutes. And that's what I'm seeking. And I think probably most of you are too. A little bit of quiet. A little bit of peacefulness. A moment to be. Let's allow ourselves to do that. As we go forward into this week further... Ask yourself the ways in which you can choose also to be able to say, thank you. Thank you for triggering me. I'm not going to blame you. You've got something going on. They've got something going on. Trust me. I've got something going on. We all do. Let's put down the need to blame everyone, to put it all on this external thing outside of us that's causing us this discomfort. And honestly, if you then just sit in that quiet for a moment, getting in touch with your feelings, with your emotions, with where you're at, with what feels like what in your body, 
then you have the power and the control to do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better without anyone else being responsible to do that. Because at the end of the day, no one else can make you feel anything anyways. You're responsible for that. So that's my question for all of us. How can we find a way to say thank you? And how can we learn to let go of this need to blame every single thing from our politicians to our friends to our families to our spouses, our kids, to our bosses, whoever else in our life we love to blame. I know my list could be long, but that's what I've been looking at. And that's what I want to encourage you to look at too. Let's just check the names off those lists. Let's release them, let them go, let them be free out into the universe with unconditional love and God's light. It'll free you. That much, I'm certain. Have a good week.